18 to be 22. A small, dark woman. Her fine-featured face and almond eyes were set off by woolly black hair. Her body, hey, said Jody, a fellow pole dancer to whom the body mattered and who, at 19, was already a Botox junkie. It wasn't like, you know, contemporary. You know what I mean? And everyone listening knew exactly what Jody's lack of expression meant. The young women who flooded in and out of the pole dancing clubs were of every body type, but their bodies, whatever their differences, shared the toning that only hour after hour of swaying and swinging can bring, and a diet of amphetamines and alcohol can hone. They aspired to an ideal they had seen starring in a hundred DVDs and a thousand video clips, splashed across an inestimable number of women's magazine articles, and gliding through a million ads. Hard and angular, bones and muscles rippling, and bumps and products glistening. It was the ideal of beautiful women as cadaverous children. But the doll's body seemed to belong to some different, older idea of what women were. In contrast to the muscled butts and thighs of the other dancers in the club, the doll's body was more rounded, her arms and thighs and buttocks fuller, and her movements were somehow similarly rounded and full. She suspected her looks didn't amount to much and did not trust the attention she felt they brought. She did not understand that the attention arose from something else and that everything she was, her slow movements, her smile, the way she engaged with people, was what attracted others even more than her looks. But she was 26, pretending to be 22, and looks mattered. She had an open, oval face, it was exactly the wrong face for our age. Chapter 3 If the doll's looks were exotic, her origins were every day. She was a Westie, though from which particular suburb no one knew. She was always going to leave the West, but she was surprised as a young woman how little she felt she had left behind. It wasn't that she had no direction home, but that she had little sense she had ever had a home. The doll had long ago determined that her early life would mean little to her, and she was of the fixed opinion that origins and explanations were not to be hers. I grew up like a cat, my friend, she once told Jody, who was no friend at all. My family had no hand in it. You know any cats with an interest in family history? Of course, her father came from somewhere, and her mother from somewhere else and their parents in turn must have had lives of some interest, lived in places and times that might even to our eyes seem exotic, the stuff of miniseries and fat novels discounted at Big W over Christmas. And the further one went back, no doubt the more intriguing it would all become. There might be notorious artists or famous criminals, failed businessmen or successful charlatans, people of variety and interest, of charm and horror. But if this was so, the doll's parents knew little of it and had interest in none of it. The pattern and passing of lives before and after them meant no more than the ebb and flow of traffic on the freeway. Their world was one of suburban verities. Their world was that of today. The house, the job, the possessions and the cars, the friends and the renovations, the resort holidays and the latest gadgets, digital cameras, home cinemas, a new pool, 
The past was a garbage bin of outdated appliances. The foot spa, the turbo oven, the donut maker and the record player, the SLR and the VCR and the George Foreman grill. The past was an embarrassment of distressing colours and styles about which to laugh. Mullet haircuts and padded shoulders, top perms and kettle barbecues. Only this week's catalogue was good and worth getting. No deposit and 24 months to pay. Their lives were empty. Their lives they regarded as good. The doll's strongest memories were of television soaps. She had watched Neighbours and Home and Away. She had been more upset at the age of eight by Daphne Lawrence dying than when her mother had split from her father the previous year, taking her two younger brothers with her to Harvey Bay to live with a fiberglass swimming pool installer called Ray. Then the doll hadn't known what was expected of her.